What's going on, people? I am Swerver, and this is Opinionated Facts. We're going to be talking about a couple of things today. I'm going to tell y'all who we have with us today. So we have Journey to Be Great, and that's CC, and we have Coco Love, and of course, that's Corsi. So anyway, there's this, this is a woman. I got this from the shade. It reads, a woman wakes up from a two-year coma and tells police that her brother is the one who put her there. I have gotten a tour with my brothers before. I mean, we've had some pretty heated arguments, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have done something to put them in a coma. Now, I, I wanted to get more information about this, so I wanted to read a little bit further to see exactly what happened happened but he actually has been arrested so far and charged with that uh for attacking his sister i want y'all to listen to this real quick okay 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 jackson county woman has woken up after a two-year coma and has identified the man who put her into the coma as her own brother according to the jackson county sheriff's office wanda palmer was hospitalized two years ago after being attacked and left for dead when she woke up wanda identified her brother daniel palmer as the person who attacked her Daniel Palmer has been arrested and charged with attempted murder and malicious wounding. Okay, so what do do y'all think about that? First thing I'm thinking, uh, because she was in a coma, so I'm thinking maybe there was some type of head trauma. So I'm just wondering, like, is, like, are they, how are they sure in that it was actually her brother? Not saying that he didn't do it, but I guess just, like, is there evidence also showing that he did do that and does she remember everything that happened, that she remembered clearly. I mean, of course, if, you know, he is the person that did it, you know, it's a good thing that he is being charged and held responsible. But I'm just wondering, like, as far as injuries and stuff, you know, does she remember the situation exactly how it happened? That, yeah. was, that was definitely something I thought about, too. What were you about to say, Coco? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, too, because, like, you know, how I, I'm, I'm sure it must be something, I would hope where they know for a fact like that this is true like because i mean we are talking about someone that just woke up from a coma so you know that would be my concern you know because what if he didn't you know i don't i don't know we again obviously someone put her there you know or what if it was an accident or you know i i don't know i mean i guess if it was an accident then he probably would have said or should have said something before before she woke up so that's it's cold-blooded though if that is what actually happened like he actually attacked her left her there for dead and then you know she's been in a coma for all these years for these two years or whatever and then you know he's just been living his life like normal it's, it's, it's pretty cold all right coco so what did you have i saw an article on cnn i've seen it on a few other um news sources as well but basically a 911 dispatcher is being charged with involuntary manslaughter because he refused to send an ambulance to help a woman and this woman actually ended up passing away so now this actually happened two years ago as far as like him refusing to send help but it was in rural pennsylvania and he uh his name is leon price and he was was charged with recklessly endangering another person, official oppression, and obstruction of the administration of law or other government function related to the July 2020 incident. Kelly Tensionell, she called Green County 911 emergency dispatch because she needed to get medical assistance for her mom. She was basically saying her mom was jaundiced and she wasn't, uh, she was incoherent and she was blue because she had a hole in her esophagus. So she was on the phone with Leon and when he answered the call, she told him that her mother needed help. She also told him that her mom might refuse medical assistance, but obviously she needs it anyway. If she doesn't get any type of medical assistance, she may die. She said that to him. 
So she says that he allegedly told her that uh, by her mother possibly uh, refusing emergency assistance, that they would need to hang up and that she would need to call back from her mother's home to get assistance or whatever, because I guess he didn't want the ambulance or whatever to be sent out there and then be turned away. So it should be noted that the daughter didn't live with her mother or anything. And so when she was calling, she was calling from where she lived and she was like on her way basically and so yeah so he was basically I guess trying to make sure that they wouldn't send 911 away or whatever well I guess they didn't do that and they like they didn't call back or whatever and then the mother ended up she did get assistance but she ended up passing away the next day and they are officials are saying that there was plenty of you know services that he could have sent to her regardless of them being turned away or whatever and he had no authority basically to make that decision and so yeah he um, turned himself in on June 29th and on these charges and he was arraigned and released on $15,000 bail so he can't actually enter what his plea is um, until he's until the preliminary hearing actually starts they went ahead and not guilty plea was automatically entered uh following the informal arraignment so just based off of that information what do y'all think like do you think that he should be charged with that because this isn't the first time we've heard of like emergency dispatchers like refusing to send people aid he definitely should be held accountable i mean because again that i that wasn't his call not to send anyone you know if someone calling for help like that is what you're supposed to be doing that's your job to send help so i'm, I'm just i'm still not really understanding why did he feel the need to not offer that assistance which is what he was supposed to be doing i'm wondering that too what made him feel like it, it wasn't that serious for him to send out some help. Like I have a friend is a dispatch for 911. So I, and I know sometimes it can be confusing just based upon some of the things that she tells me about. I'm not really sure why he, he, he didn't do that. Right. And it's got to be really like, I mean, you think that if you could just call 911, you know, you hope that they obviously get there in time and everything, but you would never think that they would just flat out not send anyone or sometimes not answer the phone, you know, all of that or whatever, or hang up on you. So the caller, did they have to initially call back and get a different dispatcher to get help or did, did it say? It doesn't say um, in this article. So well, I'm assuming that's probably what, what happened is that she ended they're calling and just hanging up or whatever and getting someone else and getting someone else sent out there. Well, I'm not sure if you all seen it, but maybe a month or two ago, a picture went viral of a baby covered in tattoos. Um, the mother, Shamika Morris, if I'm not mistaken, they're from West Palm Beach, Florida. And the mother, she obviously loves tattoos. And for whatever reason, she thought it would be a great idea to have her one-year-old son covered in tattoos also. Um, the tattoos are not real. They do, they are temporary tattoos. However, a lot of people were just outraged that she has her son covered in tattoos and she just thought this was a good idea to post on social media. She said, um, I've seen her on this show called uh, My Extraordinary Fam. So she was talking about the situation. Her son has a TikTok. He has about 1.5 million followers. The name he goes by is Nugget World 561. So during this interview, he was talking about her son is sneakerhead. He has over 150 pair of Nike. And again, he's one year, one year old. He's going to grow out of all these shoes, but that's what she has for him. Has a variety of outfits, gold chains. And she was just saying her one-year-old son loves to dress up and 
loves the tattoos and all this stuff. Her one-year-old. They also had her sister on there. She was just talking about her sister. Um, well, she was initially against her nephew having all these tattoos and stuff, but she realized that her sister is trying to build a legacy for her nephew, and um, she understands now, and she, you know, she's okay with it. So, as far as legacy goes, um, all these different pairs of night shoes, all these different pairs of clothing and gold chains, I'm just curious exactly what type of legacy are you creating for your child? Because, I mean, there was no mission about, you know, maybe investing in some type of stock or real estate, maybe a business for a future, in the future to pass down to the child. But yeah, this is her idea of creating a legacy. So what are your thoughts? I would love to hear from her on, like you said, how is that creating a legacy? Because, I mean, what are they going to use all these shoes as collectibles or something? Like, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think she's um, a little mistaken on, I guess it I guess it depends on what your priorities are, but I still don't see how that could be uh, any type of legacy. Now, of course, maybe if there's some type of um, income coming from his, uh, you said it's a TikTok he has? Yeah. So maybe if there's some type, which I, I imagine if he has that many followers, it could be. Uh, so if there's some type of income or something or something that she's going to do with his TikTok, then I could see that. But just speaking on on the part about him having all the tattoos, I believe I saw this post as well. And I disagree uh, fully with that. Of course, I'm glad that they're temporary. Else I'm pretty sure somebody would have called child services on her. I love tattoos. So I'm not saying tattoos are bad, but I feel like you're creating this image of your for your child at such an early age. I just don't think that it's like she's trying to make him look like a rapper on it, like a Florida rapper. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically what exactly. I saw, and I'm I just don't think that it is child appropriate whatsoever. Um, and him being a sneakerhead, um, it's not possible. At one, he doesn't even one. know. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, all about basically your priorities being messed up is what this whole situation is screaming to me. So, yeah, I just think it's all inappropriate. I don't know if it's necessarily fame, but I, I do think that she's probably more so concerned about the money, which I actually don't think is that uncommon. I think a lot of parents that have that opportunity to take advantage of that. And that's OK, I guess, if you're doing it in the right way. But I'm not sure if this is the, the right way, because I'm wondering who gave her the idea. Like, I like uh, tattoos. I don't have any, but I like them. But I don't know if I like them on a, a one year old, even, even if it is uh, a temporary thing so that's that's my thoughts on that as always thank y'all so much for listening to us peace